Good morning, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday School lesson for today, April the 25th, 2021. Uh, welcome to House of Friend Gospel Block Talk Radio, coming to you from 231 6th Avenue. Sunday School lesson for Antioch, Number 1 Baptist Church in Tunnel Springs, Alabama, Peterman, 36471, telephone number 251-564-2171. The church where everybody is somebody and Christ is the head. Reverend William Olive is our pastor. Sister Josh Oliver is our first lady. Sister Lisa Stalwitz is our clerk. Sunday school normally is at uh, 9.30 a.m., but since COVID, we have been broadcasting on Facebook and on, on the Internet like most churches. Our worship services is the second, fourth, and fifth Sunday, normally at 11 a.m., but now we broadcast uh, second, fourth, and fifth Sundays at 8.30 in the morning. We are broadcast by Mr. Corey Robinson, our musician. Pastor Olive brings the message. On behalf of all of us, welcome to the Sunday School lesson for today. As I said, today is April the 25th, 2021. We are in Unit 2, Prophets, Our Restoration. This is in the spring quarter. Devotional reading comes from Lamentations 3, uh, 22-33rd verse. Background scripture comes from Lamentation 5. The print passage comes from Lamentations 5, verses 1-22. through 22. Our key verse for today, Turn thou us unto thee, O Lord, and we shall be turned Renew our days as of old. And that's, that is the King James Version of that scripture. The NIV version of that, Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return. Renew our days as of old. Lamentations 5 and 21. The large subject, Overcoming Losses and Brokenness. Overcoming Losses and Brokenness. What is the aim of this lesson? As a result of experiencing this lesson, the participants should be able to do these things. Understand why the writer of Lamentation pleaded with God for the restoration of Israel. Sense the writer's feelings over the oppression of his nation. Pray for and engage in the restoration of broken relationships with God. Key terms for today. Forsake. That's a Hebrew word, asad, to leave, abandon. Remember, that's a Hebrew word for zakar, take thought, recall. Restore, a Hebrew word, shub, to turn back, return. All right. We hope that you have been prepared and that you have uh, read the lesson, Home Bible Daily Readings, uh, for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And now Sunday, April the 25th, Remembering and Restore Us. That was um, Lamentation Song, Zechariah Psalm, and what is Jeremiah. Why this lesson matters? People seek restoration when their possessions are lost and relationships are broken. How does one cope with significant losses in life? Is a season of overwhelming losses and despair, the writer of Lamentation trusted that God would reestablish his relationship with Israel. Let us go to the throne. Our Father and Savior Jesus Christ, the Maker and Creator of all things, forgive thee of thy iniquity as I come to thee in words from your Sunday school lesson to be taught today. Be with us and guide us and give us the wisdom to speak words that will be helpful in the lives 
of our listeners, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for the church and all that it does. You know, in these times of COVID-19, be with us and guide us and continue to bless us. Thank you for all that you do, Jesus, for you are the answer to all our problems and our questions. Be with us and guide us and give us your understanding. Make us stronger that we may be able to walk upright in thy word. These are many blessings in thy son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The lesson in focus. It is difficult to endure the separations and loss of intimate relationships and fellowship with others. Such losses can trigger a roller coaster of emotions, brokenness, despair, abandonment, depression, and anger. There are recorded instances of married couples following each other in death when one of them has preceded the other. Even for the children of God, deep emotional reactions to loss and brokenness are natural to be expected. Our Savior does not condone us when we respond in one or more of their ways because he understands human pain. For he himself experienced the ups and downs of the human experience during his time on earth. How can we be victorious in overcoming a deep sense of loss and brokenness without falling apart? Realistically, the key is found in our relationship with God. The more intimate our relationship with him, the more easily we will tap into the resources God has provided to strengthen, bring inner peace, and sustain us. The closer our fellowship with him, the closer our fellowship with him, the more eagerly we will be able to recall his tender mercies and his faithfulness to us. As Jeremiah lamented over the devastation of Jerusalem and the death and exile of its resident, he received renewed hope for the future by recalling God's covenant loving kindness and his enduring faithfulness to Judah despite her sin. Rely on Jesus. Your strength comes from Jesus. There is nothing that Jesus Christ can't heal. Death, destruction, loneliness, all of those things, brokenness, despair, abandonment, depression, and anger, all of these human emotions Jesus Christ has dealt with and overcome. You can too. The lesson in context. The book of Lamentation is a sorrowful sequel to the book of Jeremiah. Its literary form is a series of five funeral lamentations that express Jeremiah's grief over the conquest and capture of Jerusalem, which resulted from Judah's sin. Jeremiah's overwhelming sense of loss and brokenness drained all joy from the realization that his prophecies concerning Judah had come to fruition. The book title is derived from its first word, ekah, translated alas, or how, a characteristic cry of explanations of lament. Jesus' tradition attributes authorship to Jeremiah, to Jeremiah, who would have written shortly after the fall of Jerusalem to Babylon in 586 B.C. Jeremiah witnessed the devastation and destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians, which left the city in jumble heap of smoldering rubble. Structurally, the Book of Lamentation is composed of five chapters, with each being in the form of a sequel, poem, or song.
Structurally, the book is Lamentation is composed of five chapters, each being in the form of funeral poems or songs. Funeral songs are usually written and recited for the dead, celebrating their good qualities and acknowledging the loss felt by those who mourn them. Jeremiah followed this pattern to lament the death in Jerusalem and the tragic aftermath of the conquest. Four of the five chapters of Lamentations are written in an acrostic style, a poetic com- composition in which the first words of the each sentence forms a word or follow the regular sequence of the Hebrews' Arabic. Scholars, scholars have We are being um, sounded out here by local youngsters riding motorbikes or scooters next to the house here. That's why we pause. God willing, those things will soon quieten. Scholars have suggested that Jeremiah's purpose for using this form was to aid the memorization of the world of the song. Chapter 5 does not employ this technique and more of a prayer than a funeral poem. The climax of Lamentation's message is found in chapter 3, where Jeremiah appears to overcome the feeling of loss and brokenness by remembering the great faithfulness of God to his covenant promise to Israel. Overcoming Losses and Brokenness Open Inquiry What was the focus of Jeremiah's prayers in verse 1? How does Jeremiah describe their relationship as God's people in verse 2 and 3? What were the consequences of sin experienced by all levels of society in Judah? What was Jeremiah and the prophet's ultimate desire in verse 21? And why was this significant? Why was this significant? Insight No one can avoid the inevitable experience of losses and brokenness in life. Such experiences are not always the results of personal sin, but are woven into the fabric of a human existence in a fallen world. God's people, those who walk faithfully with the Lord, are not exempt, but they do have a powerful advantage, the opportunity to develop and maintain an intimate relationship with God. As the relationship with God grows deeper and the believer becomes more spiritually mature, the focus of life becomes more spiritual than temporarily. When this occurs, it becomes easier to accept losses and brokenness in view of the greater benefits associated with being God's child. How can one overcome loss and brokenness? It is through a lifelong obedient relationship with God of all Conference, whose faithfulness is his promise endures forever. The Exploration The lesson provides a teaching platform to encourage students to focus on their relationship with God. There are no seminars or self-help technique more effective in helping to overcome losses and brokenness than a deep and abiding relationship with God. Discuss the change in the tone of Jeremiah's prayer in verse 19 when he consoled himself 
with the fact that God will always reign on his throne. Because God reigns, those in their relationship with him have a never-ending source of comfort and inner peace. Be mindful of any students who may be experiencing troubles or grief and encourage them to follow Jeremiah's example of recalling the power, presence, and provisions of our faith for God. You are reminded thoroughly, listeners, that how you overcome your trials and tribulations of loneliness, fear, whatever you're going through in this life, because you are going to experience them as long as you're living. You're being reminded, recall, and remember the awesome power of God and what He has done for you and others and many more over and over and over again. All right, let's begin. Remembering, O Lord, when what it is come upon us, consider and behold our reports. Our reports, our shortcomings, our mistakes. Remember, O Lord, what, what it is, what is come upon us. Consider and behold our reports. Our inheritance is turned to strangers, our house to aliens. We are orphans and fatherless. Our mothers are widows. We are drunk, have drunken our water for money. Our wood <clears throat> is sold unto us. Our necks are under precautions. We labor. We have no rest. We have given the head hands to the Egyptians and to the Assyrians to be satisfied with bread. Our fathers have sinned and are not, and we are have borne their iniquities. Servants have ruled over us. There is none that doth deliver us out of their hand. We get our bread with the pearls of our lives because of the sword of the wilderness. Our skins was black like an oven because of the terrible famine. He lays out for you their bad condition, situation, very difficult situation as he is speaking of here. Look at that. Things that they are, you are at your worst. God knows all about your worst, whatever your situation is. All right. Remember, Lord, what has happened to us. Look and see our disgrace. It does not matter who you are, where you are, what you are, who you are, where have you been. If you are in the world, you have fallen short of God's grace and in doing whatever you do as a human being because your life is influenced and is uh, petrified and is uh, being put upon by the sin within you. You were conceived in sin. When you come out of your mother's womb, you were conceived and delivered from the source of sin. There is no human being on the earth that has not sinned. Our skin is hot as an oven, fervorous from hunger. We get our bread at the risk of our lives because of the sword and the desert. Think about your driving to work every day to earn for your family or walking, whatever you do. You encounter dangers on the way to and from. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lamentation 5 is a prayerful response to the suffering caused by the devastation of Jerusalem. This is uh, an example of the devastation of the ruin around you in your life, from your childhood to the moment now in, in your life. There are shortcomings, whatever they are. Could be infidelity, could be whatever it is, it, whatever it is that, that uh, sin infested your life with. It begins by drawing attention to the tragedy at the basics for seeking God's compassion. In the aftermath of disaster, the prophet calls God to regard the desperate state of his people and their disgrace. Jeremiah petitions God to move from, with compassion on the people's great sorrow. The once proud land of Judah was now the possession of foreigners and had also fallen victim to annexation by the nations around them. Descriptively, Jeremiah lists our deplorable conditions of the suffering caused by Babylonians. Those remain have lost their property and their rights. Their new taskmaster has no compassion on them and treated them like orphans and widows, the most defenseless people in the culture. They, their necessities came with a monetary cost, and they were constantly reminding of their complete subjugation, conviction, sins caused interperspective reflection. The survivors recall the sins of trusting men rather than God that was committed by their fathers. Verse 6, they had intentionally pledged alliances to Egypt and Assyria for the sake of national security. This sin, attributed to the nation's downfall and their survival, reaped the punishment for it verses in verse 7. The bitter fruit of cruel taskmasters was their reward. Despite situation produced desperate measures to survive their harsh condition, the people had to risk their lives just to buy bread. Prowling bands of desert nomads who preyed upon them uh, whose those territories they had no to go through to get food added to their suffering. So desperate were these circumstances that the people had become physically ill because of the lack of food. Jeremiah's message to clear the wedges of sin were high. Israel, the entire nation, repeatedly chose to rebel against God. Those chose to worship and create rather than the Creator. Those chose to worship the created rather than the Creator. God will never share His glory with anything or anyone else. Judah realized too late the necessity of honoring God, was forced to suffer the consequences of her own rejections of God. This is a sober message for humanity, both the saved and the unsaved. The only way to escape divine judgment is to totally obey God. Judah ignored God's commandment and his prophets. God has given us the complete revelation of his works. Our task is to trust and obey. Think about your condition this very moment. Whatever you are going through, it is of your doing. Whatever you are encountering, and in some cases, God can do things like he did with Job. Remember Job, who hadn't did anything wrong, and God has told Satan to consider his servant Job? 
God can use those situations, but most of the time, the situation that you are in is your own doing. All right. How do you feel about the possibility of suffering because of the sins of others? How do you feel about that? Jeremiah went to God in intercessory prayer on behalf of suffering people whom he could not help. What situation had prompted you to intercede for other people? What about when you, your friends or your folks that you know experience death or some other tragedy, a home loss, whatever there is, a life of the loved one, whatever? How do you pray for them? What do you do? Do you intercede for them? This is a chance for you to intercede on behalf of somebody else, doing good for somebody who has had, had a problem, who has experienced losses and brokenness. You can do this as well. Let's look at uh, Lamentations 5, 11 through 18. They ravished the women in Zion and maids in the cities of Judah. Think about your ancestors, black ancestors, whoever they are, black people, white people, whatever they are, Indian, whoever they are, how they were oppressed and raped and did upon by other men in this nation here and all around the world and through the hours of time. They ravished the women in Zion and the maids in the cities of Judah. Princes are hanged by their hands and faces of elders were not honored. They took the young men to grind and the children fell under the sword. The elders have ceased from the gate, the young men from their mustic. The joy of our heart is ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. The crown is fallen from our head. Woe unto us that we have sinned. For this our heart is faint, but these things our eyes are dim. Because of the mountain of Zion, which is desolate, the foxes walk upon it. All the situations that they endure, the raping of their women, the princes hanging by their hands and faces of elders were not honored. Young men to grind, and the children fell under the sword, under the wood. The elders ceased from the gate. They are in a state of fallen brokenness. State of fallen brokenness and losses. Powerful words that bring you to mind of your own condition. Whatever it is, God is aware of it. And he can do something about it if you would ask and you would seek his face. Sin and its consequences have a cancerous sin and its consequences have a cancerous effect. It is permeating. It gets in everything. Sin and its consequences have a cancerous effect. They spread and contaminate beyond their point of origin. Jeremiah described the devastating consequences of Judah's sin. The women who survived were the first group mentioned who suffered the horrors of the Babylonian occupation. They were brutally raped and abused by the Babylonian soldiers, totally defenseless. They were the unfortunate victims of their immortal and hateful consequences. Verses 11. God had often rebuked Judah's leadership for leading the people astray and supporting rebellion against Babylonians and astray and supporting rebellion against Babylon. Now they too suffered the consequences of their sin. 
the elders were cruciously tortured to death, verses 12. Most likely this was death by crucifixion, impaling men on stakes. The young men of Judah were enslaved and forced to do the work usually performed by animals. The physical suffering among the people were accompanied by the loss of intangible blessings and privileges. Wisdom, justice, and joy were gone. God deserved judgment at the hands of the Bamiyan, left God's people with little to rejoice about. Gloom like a black shroud hung over the city. Sadness replaced joy. Desolation replaced prosperity. Dishonor replaced glory. Hunger replaced fullness. And tears replaced joyousness of laughter. All because of their sin. All of this gloom and doom was avoidable. All God had required was for his people to honor and obey his commandments. Instead, they had refused choosing harsh judgment rather than promising blessing. After years of half-hearted board devotion, the nation were teetering on the balance between obedience and disobedience. Even though the people were only inclined to hear words of blessing, today's church must be firm in complaining the whole truth of God's gospel. The wages of sin is indeed death, but the gift of God's grace is eternal life for all who will accept it. All who will accept it. Many believers find themselves drifting into sin and becoming complacent and nonchalant. Explain why consistent obedience to God is so necessary. It is very important that you continue to maintain your faith and consistently with God to ward off the infestation chancellorsness of sin. Stay with God. Stay faithful. Keep praying. In spite of the situation that you're in, keep going to God over and over again. Stay with God. He is the way in which you are to go. The wages of sin is indeed death, but the gift of God his grace is eternal life for all who will accept it. In the wake of devastating circumstances, it is often hard to speak words of hope. How has looking to God strengthened you to have hope for the future? That's why I remind you, remember the good things which God has done for you in the past, how he has made you able to overcome things through his reassuring and consistent and powerful love. Remember God's good for you. Lamentations five nineteen through twenty two. Thou, O Lord, reminded forever thy throne from generation to generation. Remember God on the throne. He is on the throne. He's always on the throne. Wherefore dost thou forget us forever and forsake us so long time? He may look like that, but he hasn't forgotten you. He still knows you and knows of your sin and your pain which you go through. Call out to him. Turn thou unto thee, O Lord, we shall be turned. Renew our days as old. Renew your strength in Jesus Christ in days of old. Restore us, Jesus. Restore us. Restore us. But thou hast utterly rejected us. Thou art very wrought with us. He's angry. God does not like sin. He still loves you in spite of your sin. But do not continually sin. Turn from your sin and return to Jesus Christ, God, your first love. God is patient and long-suffering. God is patient and long-suffering. 
His words tells us that if we generally confess our sin, then he is faithful to just to forgive them and will cleanse us from unrighteousness. First John, the first chapter, verse 9. So great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him that when he forgives, he removes transgression as far as from the east, from the west. See Psalms 103, verses 11, a 12. Jeremiah closes his prayer with a focus on God's divine character. First, he acknowledged God's eternal and sovereign rule, verse 19. This was the source of consolation for him and for believers in every generation. God will reign forever. What he allows to keep will always forever. He allows will always be under his control. Just as God orchestrated Judah's calamity, he was equally capable of bringing about her restoration in his own timing. Jeremiah acknowledged in recognition of God's ability to bring about restoration prompted the prophet to ask whatever God had abandoned his people. His, the question was actually a request for God to remember his covenant promise. God remembers. When we pray, we can call to remembrance God's promise, for God always honors his word. Jeremiah specifically asked God for his blessing of spiritual restoration, physical rest- restoration to their homeland with confidence in God's faithfulness. The prophet asked God to remember his covenant promise and to fulfill them. When we pray, our request for a spiritual should always exceed requests for temporal and material blessings. The power to overcome loss and brokenness is achieved spiritually. Joy and inner peace are available to those who seek spiritual union with God. You can see that in Isaiah 26 and 3. Let's look at something. When have you known adversity to lead you or someone else to a deeper relationship with God? Think about your own personal life and circumstances which you have incurred. In your younger age, in your older age, and even today at this very moment, how those adversities have brought you into a closer relationship with God, your Creator, Jesus, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit. The people's relationship with God was broken. Discuss how sin affects our spiritual life and how to restore a broken relationship with God. Remember, sin is a cancerous condition. It gets into all aspects of our lives. It affects everything that we do. Sin is a cancerous condition. It gets into everything. And how to restore a broken relationship with God? Stay in touch. Stay focused. Pray whenever you feel the need to pray. Call out to Jesus constantly over. Restore. Do for others. Pray for others. Keep doing the things in which God would have you do to maintain your relationship with Him. Judah suffered losses and brokenness because of deliberate disobedience. How about you? Have you been deliberately disobedient? I have. Have you? Realistically, every living soul will experience some degree of trouble and adversity, sometimes through no fault of their own, remember Job, and other times because of our own sins. 
hourly tone of hope rests in God's unfailing love and faithfulness to us. Unfailing and his faithfulness to us. That's what you should do when it comes to Jesus Christ, God of my grid. Remain faithful. This week, this week gives God's intentional praise for his grace, mercy, and faithfulness to his promise. You know what he has done in in his life, in your life. Pray for him. Thank for him. Give him thanks for what he has done in your life. Just for the breath, just for getting up this morning, just for making it through the week, just for earning a living, just for being safe in your home, just for going back and forth to the grocery store, wherever you are. Give him thanks. The world is full of people who suffer the bitter consequences of sin and misfortune. The lesson provides a pathway of understanding that believers can find hope and comfort despite the anguish of their current conditions. A strong relationship with Christ equips believers for facing the challenges. A strong relationship with God equips believers for facing the challenges of life. The world needs to hear the message of God's hope and see it manifested in the lives of all who claim Jesus as Lord. You claim Jesus as Lord, tell others about what he has done in your life and those around you. Having joy in your life bring optimism and sense of hope. At times when you feel you are losing your joy, remember how God reveals himself as the Lord who sits on his sovereign throne, reigning forever. So many situations in life can bring us to points of despair. In those times, remember to take God at his word, for he has promised to never leave or forsake us. The promise of God's constant presence extends to his people in every, every generation. The lesson for next week, Sunday, May the 2nd, 2021, is Speak Truth Boldly. Devotion reading will come from 1 John, the 3rd chapter, the 23rd through 4th and 3a, Deuteronomy 18, 19 to 22. And the background scripture is 1 Kings 22, verses 1 through 40. And the printed text is 1 Kings 22, 15 through 23, 26 through the 28th verse. And also remember now, your home daily readings, uh, Monday, April the 26th, Elisha prophets truth to King Jehoshaphat at 2 Kings, Tuesday, April the 27th, Kings proposed battle against Aram, 1 Kings 22, verses 1 through 6. Then on Wednesday, April the 28th, Michael resists the pressure to prophesy falsely, 1 Kings 22, 7 and 14. Then on Thursday, April the 29th, a lying spirit brings disaster, 2 Chronicles 18, 18 through 22. Friday, April the 30th, King Ahab suffers fatal injury, 1 Kings 22, 29 through the 40th verse. Then on Saturday, May the 1st, Jehoshaphat promotes peace with Israel. 1 Kings 22, 41 through 46. Then on Sunday, May the 2nd, the Sunday school lesson, Prophet Micah speaks the truth. 1 Kings 22, 15 through 23, 26 through the 28th verse. As we close out with prayer today, thank you all for being here with us today. Thank for the Sunday school. Thank for the services today. We'll be uh, in the uh, church today. 
Uh, today is the uh, fourth Sunday in April, and we hope that you will be at service today at Antioch at 8.30 in the morning. Please follow through if God is in the will. Dear God, we acknowledge your unlimited power and thank you for remaining faithful to your promise concerning us. We trust you to help us overcome any loss and brokenness we may face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all, and God bless you all. God bless you. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time.